I made the Facebook post this week, by the way. And I'm not sure if I'm going to regret it or not. It depends how this will go and how the Word of God will minister to you this morning. But I made a tweet and I said, never been so excited to preach about the love of Christ because even during the time that I was preparing for the message that I'm about to preach to you, man, I was so ministered by the love of Christ. No, konti na lang hahagulgul na ako. Because of, as I was reading through Romans 8 again, and we've been through Romans for how many weeks already? It's been, it's been quite long already. I think more than 10 weeks time ago, Romans. And as we go through the book of Romans, the more and more appreciative I am of the love of Christ. That no matter what happens in our lives, and I know it has been a challenging year for many of us, some uh, we've experienced hardship, some we've experienced sickness, some even death, some uh, uh, business closures, some breakthroughs, whether in good times and in bad times. You know, we all feel something. Yet, when I was looking at and preparing for Romans 8, I was reading and as I was meditating on the text that we're going to look at today, I just felt the overwhelming love of God. And more than a theology, that I would like to address to you, I do hope and pray that the love of Christ would be experienced in every household as you are watching our online service. And I want you to prepare your hearts as we open our Bibles, the last part of Romans 8. If you have your Bibles with you, turn it to Romans 8, verse 31, and we'll look at verse 31 down to verse 39. Let's bow down our heads and pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for, uh, Lord, this time that we can come even online to worship you. I pray, Lord, that the words and the message of Christ would resonate in our hearts. Lord, that the love of Christ would not just be a concept, but it would be an experience that we will all have. Lord, even as Paul would write this and fight for the gospel, I pray, Lord, Lord, that we would be able to feel even his emotions as he was going through and describing the love of Christ and the immensity of this love that affects mankind. I pray, Lord, that even our faith would not just be for us and this love that we've experienced would not be something that we'll we'll just hide or experience on our own, but we'll be able, Lord, to share it to others. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody say, Amen. Amen. All right. Turn it to Romans 8, verse 31, and we'll look there. It says, what shall we say then in response to these things? Talking about the sufferings that we've discussed the past few weeks. We skipped two weeks when we talked about the next generation, but we continue on. And it says, what what then shall we say in response to the glory of God in the suffering? If God is for us, who can be against us? You know, as Christians, Paul was saying, we'll have sufferings. Yet, it is nothing compared to the glory of God. So what shall I say? Here's something Paul was telling us. Here's something I want to say, Paul said. If God is for us, who can be against us? And I want us to look at the very first part of the, of the line that I underlined. If God is for us. I don't know if you understand this line. This line is saying, 
That God is for me. God is for you. God is for us. Kampi daw natin si Lord. Of all the sufferings that we might face and all the hardship, if God is for us, who can be against us? If God is for us, let the truth dwell. If God is for me, who can be against me? If God is for us, Paul was kind of saying, what's the problem now? Why the negative emotions? God is for you. God loves you. And he was talking now about the love of Christ. And later on, we will see how the love of Christ, parang dinidikit niya yung love ni Christ dito, no? And he was saying this kind of love that is for you, that God is for you, and His love is for you. Mahal ko yan. Ang, mahal, ang pag-ibig ko para sa Kanya. A love that is thinking about you. This is the kind of love. We look at Romans, we look at justification, we look at how we live the Christian life, and all of that, as what I said, I've, I've debunked the myth that it's all about like a judge looking at somebody who's guilty, but rather a father who is being restored to his son. And Romans 8 now tells us that his father loves us so much, and he says, I am for you. My love that is for you. This is the kind of love that God has for us. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? This God, who was restored to us, did not spare his very own son. Hindi lang po barya-barya binigay niya sa atin. Di ba? May konti akong barya dito. It's not coins that He gave us. It's not spare change. In fact, what He gave us, what He spared was not spare change. He spared His own Son. And He gave it up for us all. I couldn't imagine even giving up Liam to you. Josh, who's taking my video now, or Lou. No way! I don't think, right? I'll give you my son. And I don't think you'll give me your daughter, Lou, right? There's no way. How will he not also, along with Jesus, graciously give us all things? Sa Tagalog, ibinigay niya ng lahat. Lahat, lahat. Ano bang hinihingi natin? He did not spare his own son. He gave it up for us all. How will he not also, along with Jesus, graciously give us what? All things. You've received everything that you need. I've received everything that I've needed in life. God is as committed to you as He is to His Son, Jesus. Walang iwanan to. Committed si Lord sa atin. And that's what I love about Romans 8. In the midst of the theological things that were being discussed in this book that's so deep, the love of God, uh, the love of God stands out. It's like the Lord is saying, a love that does not hold back. That's the kind of love that I have for you. I won't hold back. Ibibigay ko sa'yo lahat. Ibibigay ko sa'yo lahat. Sabi nga ni Tami this week, no? Pinangako mo sa akin, nung naliligaw ka pa, bibigay mo sa akin ang buwan at ang bituin. Di ba? Meron akong hinihingi. 
Sabi ko, ang buwan at between, libre lang. <laughs> hindi nabibili sa department store. Kaya hindi ko mabigay yung, yung kailangan mo. <laughs> but, the kind of love that does not hold back. I'll give you what you want. Anything that would help you grow into my glory, into God's glory, into glorification and sanctification. Pag, para sa kabubuti mo, I will not hold back. Why? That's my love for you. A love that does not hold back. He gave everything. This is agape love. And then, he says, who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? Who will judge you? Grabe, no? Ang daming judgmental na tao ngayon. Right? When you look at the world today, the world is so full of judgmental people. Sad to say, the church also is full of them. Look at the left and look at the right. Kung may katabi ka, malamang judgmental yan. Kaya nga, sabi nila sa Idbulaga, bawal lang judgmental. Right? Because the world is full of judges. God, who is most holy in Romans, is not a judge. He was a father who wants to be restored. Yes, I know we use the word justification. But I hope we learn from God the Father. He wasn't like the judge with the long hair waiting, you know. Oh, guilty, guilty. No, no, no. He was saying, oh, I want my son to be back. Who will bring any charge against you? Whom God has chosen. Facebook? The brutal comments? The bullying that happens online? Who brings a charge against you? It is God who justifies. So parang if Paul was preaching, he could have preached like this. Who's judging you again? Where? Who's condemning you? It is God who justifies. The ultimate judge, God the Father, has been reconciled to you. He's restored you. He's justified you. Who will bring any charge against us? As sons and daughters of God. Do not live under the judgment of others. How many times have we lived our lives imprisoned by the opinion of others, of what others have said? Right? This is what we deal with Victory Weekend, right? We make a joke out of it. Kailangan mo mag Victory Weekend. Why? Because for so many of us, including me in the past, I've let other people's opinion shape me. I let other people's judgment against me destroy me, mess me up. Paul was saying, who now will judge you? What charge do they have against you? This very God who loves you so much, your Abba Father, is the God who justifies. One of my favorite verses in Isaiah 54 no weapon that is formed against us shall prosper. And every tongue, and sometimes we end with shall prosper. But look at this. In every tongue that accuses us in judgment, you will condemn. God will condemn why he's the judge, not that person. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their vindication is from me. 
no weapon, no judgment against you shall prosper. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Romans 8.34. This reminds me of who? The adulterous woman. Everybody was about to stone her. God writes something on the, on the dirt. And one by one, everybody left. Who condemns you now, woman? No one. And it is now the same line Paul uses to us. Sinners saved by the grace of God. Who is the one who condemns? No one. Sino nga ulit ang nagkocondema sa'yo? Sino? Anong pangalan? Mas mataas ba siya kay Lord? Mas righteous ba siya kay Lord? Because the righteous Father in heaven no longer condemns you. No one. It's a love that does not condemn. How many of us we've we've offended God? And in your mind, you're about to enter the room with God and you, you see this God furious, angry, ready to whip you. But as you enter the room crying, saying sorry, this God does not condemn you. This God embraces you. This God tells you, Anak, son, daughter, come here. Hugs you. Let's you experience amazing grace. And it's that grace that transforms that now you are one of the most gracious people in the world because you have experienced the forgiveness of God. There's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. A love that does not condemn. Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God. Is also what? Interceding for us. It goes back to Romans 18. How can He condemn you? He prays for you. Lord, I pray that my son, Josh, will change Holy Spirit, go to Josh and convict Josh of his sin. And Josh gets convicted. And Josh comes to God, fearful. Oh, the Lord will spank me. The Lord will give me the rod. And the Lord says, I pray for you every day. I'm waiting for this day. Prodigal son, father, I'm waiting for this day. When you will come back. Why? Because my love will not condemn you. My love will transform you. Sino sa inyo? Gustong gusto nyong nakokondemn kayo? Yung bang, mali na ako. Sampalin mo pa ako. Para ma-feel ko na talagang mali ako. Bigyan mo pa ako ng munggo na hindi luto. Kakainin ko. Kala mo, lulod ka, no? Kakainin mo, hindi lutong munggo. Sino sa inyo gusto niyo yun? Magbabago na talaga ako. Sige, sapakin mo pa. Lunurin mo ako. Sa orokan. Would that change you now? What will change you is what? You know you've sinned, but I forgive you. Wow. Why? 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 Why will you do that? It's a love that does not condemn. Who shall separate us? From the love of Christ. 
shall trouble, hardship, persecution, COVID, famine, nakedness, or danger, or sword? You think death will separate you from the love of Christ? Somebody judges you, condemns you to death? You think Christ does not love you? Oh, I am for you. I do not condemn you. They condemn you. I do not condemn you. I am for you. I'm not against you. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Nasa atin na yan. Feeling ko, they all love the Lord. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? You might be your own worst enemy when it comes to accepting the love of Christ. Because Christ promised I will never leave you. I pray for you. A love that is constant. Good times, bad times. Holy times, sinful times. God's love is constant over your life. Kaya ka nga hirap magkasala. Dahil mahal na mahal ka niya na awkward kang magkasala. Why? His love is constant. You know it's there. To somebody who's rebelling against God, now I know how you feel. You're trying to shoo away that guilt feeling and the Lord said, I will not stop pursuing you. A love that is constant. As it is written, for your sake, for God's sake, for Christ's sake, as a son of God, as a child of God, we face death all day long. And we are considered a sheep to be slaughtered. So we go back to suffering. I love you so much that even in your suffering, I will be there. Knowing all these things, what? We are more than conquerors through Him who love us. This is a love that conquers all. We are more than conquerors through Christ who loved us. You see, it did not say through Christ who strengthened us, through Christ who gave us the weapons of warfare. No, through Christ who loved us. Therefore, in whatever suffering, knowing that I am love is all that matters. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither the present, nor the future, nor any powers, neither height, kahit daw maliit ka, Lu, nor depth, hindi po yun yung translation, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. In short, Paul was saying, nobody can separate us from this love. Oh, it's immeasurable. It's beyond human understanding. This is the love that Christ offers us. I want to end. I'm going to ask Nikki to lead us in worship. I want your living room, your bedroom, or wherever you are, 
to be a place of holy a holy place of worship before God because I want you to receive the love of Christ I'm going to pray this that the love of Christ dwells in me and I want you to declare that the love of Christ dwells in me I want you to pray right now with me and as we pray we're going to transition into worship but I want you to lead and I want you to declare if you need to repeat it 10 times 20 times silently out loud kneeling down crying out i don't know but i want you to say the love of christ dwells in me let's pray lord we declare as your children the love of christ dwells in Let that be true right now. Take a deep breath and say, The love of Christ dwells in me. The love of Christ dwells in me. my sins forgiven because the love of Christ dwells in me the bitterness and unforgiveness erased because the love of Christ dwells in me spiritual pride gone Because the love of Christ dwells in me. In my present suffering, I pray and declare the love of Christ dwells in me. The love of Christ dwells in me. The love of Christ dwells in us.